I'm the girl who talks a lot. I'm the girl who always has her head in the clouds. I'm the girl that tries to find the humor in every situation. I'm the girl who's too much. Hi, I'm Sam Richardson, and this is my podcast, Living Richardson. Hey, hey, Glory Holes. Finally, I'm back with another episode. I am so sorry for the mini hiatus, but life has been wild these past few weeks, and that's actually what's inspired this episode. But before we dive into that, some light housekeeping. I'm recording my first live show. On Friday, February 3rd, I will be live at the night stage in downtown Akron, Ohio. I am so grateful to the amazing people at the Akron Civic Theater for putting me up. You'll get to be part of my live audience as I record my podcast. Q&A and informal meet and greet to follow. Seriously, this is your chance to come hang out with me. Tickets can be purchased by either calling the box office at 330-253-2488 or on Ticketmaster.com. Now back to our regular content. Originally, I had planned on recording with my tween daughter, But with all the craziness, we haven't had a chance. I didn't want to hold off on releasing another episode, and this topic has been weighing on me very heavily lately. I definitely need to slow down and be reminded that it's okay to slow down, and I'm sure you do too. Welcome to episode 14, Take the Break. Being a parent is like jumping out of a plane with a bunch of people who don't know how to open their own chutes. So you fly around doing it for them. Then you hit the ground, but you don't die. You get up and you cook dinner. I saw that on Pinterest, and damn it if it isn't the truth. As a mom, wife, friend, functioning member of society, I feel the constant pressure to do it all. I'm a people pleaser. Enough to trigger panic attacks and IBS at the mere thought of disappointing someone. Now that I've been a mom for quite some time, It seems absolutely ridiculous to worry about someone else's opinions of me. As long as my kids are happy and well cared for, nothing else I do, or especially how I do it, really matters. Prior to meeting Kyle, I was a single mom. I know the struggle of finding affordable childcare. So when I became a stay-at-home mom, I felt the least I could do was give back and help out other families for very cheap. While I commend younger me for wanting to help, I wish I could tell her that she didn't have to. I was just figuring out how to be a mom of two. I honestly didn't need to put the added pressure on myself to care for extra children. I did it, and it felt nice to be of service. But I was neglecting my needs and mental health. It totally would have been okay to put myself, and ultimately my family, first. Kyle's parents, Julie and Alan, live out of state, but visit whenever they can. When the bulk of our life drama hit in the spring, they told us to let them know if we needed them, and they would come right away. As the months passed, more lemons were thrown our way, and it became difficult to continue making lemonade. I finally made that call. All right, I'm running with this whole when life hands you lemons analogy. It's coming to me as I write this, and it makes sense in my neuro-spicy mind. You see... We were out of sugar. 
life was handing Kyle and I too many lemons at once, and we struggled to turn them all into a sweet concoction. You can't pour from an empty cup. Eventually, that cup will wear thin and tear. Then how the heck are you going to carry all that lemonade you're scarcely making? Now you're double fucked. Your cup is busted and you're all out of sugar. What do you do then? You either need to set boundaries or set sail for a grippy sock vacation. That's not a joke either. The chaos surrounding me is suffocating and my mental health is being greatly affected. Many times over the past few months, I've had to tell Kyle I need a timeout or I was going to drive myself to the hospital. Thankfully, he understands. Trust me, that took a few years. And he allowed me, wait, I don't like that, allowed me. I am not a child who needs granted permission. My husband, my equal partner, gave me the space to take the break I so desperately needed. Even still, if life doesn't slow down and give you a chance to catch your breath, the hour breaks aren't enough, and you truly need to be taken care of. A little over a week ago, I was there. Choking back sobs, I called my mother-in-law. Remember how you said to call if we need you? We need you. Two days later, Kyle's parents arrived. They patched our cups and refilled the sugar. Seriously, though, they stepped in and we were able to catch up a bit. At one point, I even slept on and off for 48 hours. I wasn't sick. My body and my brain needed a rest. Why do we hold ourselves to these impossible standards? And who the heck standards are they? Someone whose opinion of us doesn't matter. In case anyone listening thinks I'm just a lazy crybaby, I feel the need to give you a little insight as to what I do in my daily life as a stay-at-home mom turned content creator. To reiterate, I have an 11-year-old daughter, Evangeline, 8-year-old son, Graham, and 4-year-old daughter, Blair. Evangeline attends a special performing arts school, and they don't have busing. I carpool with another mom, who has turned into a great friend. Hey, Alexis. She does the morning route. I do the afternoon. This past fall, Blair started part-time preschool. She goes two days a week for two and a half hours. So the majority of the time, she's home with me. The first day she's at school is usually utilized for grocery shopping or errand running. The second day, I take Graham to speech. Graham struggles with his R sounds, but it doesn't affect his education or hold him back from socializing, so he doesn't qualify for in-school speech therapy. We asked him if this cosmetic issue is something he would like to work on, and he said he would. So every Wednesday, I drop Blair off at school drive straight to Graham's school, take him to his speech appointment, take him back to school, stop at home to switch laundry or wash dishes or poop in silence, drive back to Blair's school for pickup, then drive to Evangeline's school to pick her up, then I rush all the way home to beat Graham's bus. Our evenings have us bouncing around too. Juggling three kids with sports and extracurricular activities is no easy feat. And being a mom isn't all cooking and cleaning either. It's meal planning, appointment scheduling, noticing when they outgrow their underwear, husbands included in that. It's truly exhausting remembering everything for everyone. And what happens if you forget? You get crowned as the worst mom ever. As a mom, stay at home or working, 
we wear many hats. And for me, at least, I don't even know how to put some of these hats on. I'm just out here free balling motherhood, taking everything as it comes. While I'm busy maintaining my home and managing everyone's lives, I'm also creating content. To be clear, there is a difference between creators and influencers. However, you can be both, like I am. I could devote a whole other episode to this specific topic. Basically, a content creator creates content for marketing platforms, including blogs, social media, and websites. So a brand or agent will reach out to me with their product and what kind of content they're looking for. I then create a script and usually submit it for approval first, but all brands are different. Once the script has been approved, I film, edit, and send a first draft. Sometimes I receive feedback to edit, so that's another step of the process. When the video is approved and finalized, I do one of two things. Sometimes I'm required to post on my personal channels. Other times, my job is done once the content is finished. This is what is referred to as a UGC creator. UGC stands for User Generated Content. A creator creates specific content for a brand to post on their personal channels. Usually, the creator is not required to post on their accounts. I personally love creating UGC content. I basically write, produce, and star in my own little commercials, and I don't have to clutter my page with a bunch of ads. An influencer is someone who has influence over an audience. They typically have a strong social media presence on one or multiple platforms and a collection of followers who want to hear their ideas about specific topics. What makes someone an influencer is their number of followers, not the content on their feeds. I create original content for both my brand, Living Richardson, and other brands. And I also have my following of Glory Holes. Thus, I am both a creator and influencer. Anyway, sorry for that little side road. I plan on doing an episode explaining how I became a creator slash influencer in the future, if that strikes your fancy. So, on top of chaotic mom life duties, I'm also trying to run my creative business. I'm creating UGC content, personal content, and hosting this podcast. You may say, well, Sam, you don't have to be a creator. Maybe you need a break from social media. To which I say, with the utmost respect, don't tell me what to fucking do. Creating is my outlet. Yes, it's hard work, but I enjoy doing it. No matter how empty my sugar bowl is, I will still choose to create content. That was until I hit my max last week and called my mother-in-law. I had gotten so overwhelmed with life, I almost completely shut down and I didn't really feel like creating. That's when you have a problem. If something you enjoy, something you need to fuel your soul starts to feel paralyzing, it's time to get real help. Thankfully, I had tools from therapy and my in-laws to restore me. But not everyone does. If I didn't feel better after their visit, I would have taken the necessary steps to secure my mental health. It's okay to go to the hospital if that's your only option. It's okay to seek help. It's okay to not be okay. Mom burnout is real, and it shouldn't be taken lightly. 
In order to try to prevent the overwhelming pressure, I have little tricks that work for me. Of course, I will share them with you. One of my main problems is that when there is something on my schedule or to-do list, even if the deadline is days or weeks away, I'm an anxious freak until it's completed. But you see, I'm also somewhat of a procrastinator. Nice double-edged sword there. I have to remind myself that it's okay to prioritize and take life one day at a time. Every morning, I pour my cup of coffee. I'm not a breakfast person. Coffee's my thing. I sit and write out everything that needs or should be done for that day. And I mean everything. I will actually write down, get ready. That allows me to feel less guilty for taking time for myself. Wait, what? I feel guilty for taking time for myself? Yeah, I do. And I'm sure most moms can relate. As ridiculous as it sounds, I feel guilty for showering sometimes. There are so many things on my to-do list. How dare I think it's appropriate to indulge in proper self-care or, heaven forbid, fix my hair and apply makeup when there are a thousand important things calling my name. But those things aren't truly what's important. Okay, yes, we have obligations in life. We can't just quit everything. But prioritizing our needs outrank them all. Repeat after me. It is not selfish to take care of myself. It is not selfish to bathe and indulge in personal hygiene. It is not selfish to poop in peace. That's going to be my new mantra. Anyway, I write down everything that is important for that day, including the simple everyday tasks like picking up my daughter from school. I feel accomplished when crossing things off my to-do list, and writing out each of my responsibilities shows me just how much I actually do each day. That feels extremely rewarding. Prioritizing my day in the morning helps me to not worry about the things due in a week or more. I also love scent. That sounds weird. I'm a candle and soap person. When I feel anxious, which, who are we kidding, is pretty much every day, I light one of my favorite scents and it grounds me. Ooh, and re-watching my favorite shows. Currently, I'm binging Criminal Minds for the umpteenth time. I will play the show while doing chores around the house, and it helps me focus on the task at hand. Thank you, ADHD. It's also important to have something for yourself, whether it's just a hobby or even a side gig. In my lack of spare time, I am a freelance choreographer. I'm in between shows at the moment, and it's agonizing. Okay, I'll admit, it is nice to not have the rehearsals interfering with the rest of my family's schedule, but it's an escape for me. Creating is an escape for me, so I do it however I can, through dancing, writing, acting. Give it to me, baby. Find what helps you escape from the stressors of everyday life. Read, craft, do a puzzle, hell, even scroll TikTok. Do not feel guilty for scheduling time in your day to scroll social media. Now, be careful. I don't want you to be obsessed with social media and everyone else's lives, but it is nice to connect to others. And if scrolling random videos relaxes and centers you, do it. 
the last thing I did to help lessen my lemon load was to remove a few. Set those boundaries, baby, and don't you feel guilty about them. You should feel the biggest sigh of relief. I absolutely love doing this podcast, but it is time-consuming, especially as a stay-at-home mom. Originally, when I started, I published one episode a week. That got to be a bit much with everything else going on, so I spread it out to two weeks. Then I launched my Patreon page in October. Remember me promoting that on past episodes? I attempted to release a special series exclusively on Patreon Weekly, and while it was fun, it was another added lemon that I didn't really need at the time. So I made a decision and shut it down for now. I would love to have it going, but as a mom, it's hard to commit to extensive projects. It's literally taken me three days to write this episode because I keep getting pulled in different directions by my family. That's when we come full circle. Back to my people-pleasing tendencies. I hate turning people down. But it's time to prioritize my mental health. And that is okay. As I leave you today, let me tell you what my therapist said to me during our last session when I expressed these feelings to her. She said, Think of your local grocery store. The store closes each night to restock. Customers don't bang on the doors when they're closed, expecting them to have stock shelves. No, they accept that the store needs to close in order to refill. Now, put yourself in place of the grocery store. Why do we keep our doors open long after our shelves are bare and we're scraping scraps from the back trying to feed everyone? Shut down and restock. Ooh, we made two new mantras today. I see some fun graphics in the future. I hope this episode helped in some way. For more content off my podcast, follow me on social media at Living Richardson. And don't forget to grab your ticket for Living Richardson Live on February 3rd. I am super excited to meet some of you glory holes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.